it is Tuesday, and it's good to be back with you, Mona. How are you? Well, I was great over the weekend because mm. um, I went to a concert, and I really enjoyed that, and I felt, like, connected to the world and happy about my fellow Americans, looking around the audience, you know, people of all ages, all races, which is interesting at a classical music concert. As I, as I said to my son yeah. when I was reporting back, I said, um, I said, there were people of all ages and all races, and, and I don't mean just Asians. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, no, it's really, it was great. But, you know, now I've gone I, back. I felt there was a but coming. Yeah, in. yeah, there was, of course. So, you know, go back to my day job. Uh, this week, and uh, I am incredibly uh, worried and depressed. So that's normal. Anything particular, like this week, as opposed to any other week? I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess the thing that is that feels just like a dagger to my heart is the fact that Trump goes in front of Republican audiences these days and and makes fun of Paul Pelosi, and they laugh and yeah. they cheer. And I laughing that was hilarious. It's such a profound assault on decency and, and humanity. And I think with such rage about the people, the anti anti Trumpers or the pro Trump people, but all of them who said, you know, the reason you don't like Trump mm, is yeah. because you're an elitist or yeah. you don't like it's just the mean class, tweets. Or or you don't like working class people. That's your problem. Well, you know, the average working class person is a decent human being who doesn't laugh at, you know, attack hammer attacks on elderly men. I just uh, you know, watching the the cultural decay is is really, really something. It's so rapid. Well, it is cultural, and it is the coarsening, you know, and I, I talked about this um, earlier today with, with Dana Milbank on, on the Daily Podcast, and the coarsening effect it has on, on our culture, and, and also the danger that if you normalize the language and the rhetoric of violence, you it easily can lead to the normalization of violence itself. And But there is this this crudity to it all, this, yeah, let's kill them all. I mean, this, this comes, of course, you know, after when we, we talked about this a lot, though not enough, I think, uh, Trump's call for or suggestion that Mark Milley be put to, to death. And by the way, this was one of the things that uh, John Kelly, can we talk about this John Kelly interview? Because he's also one of these people who, you know, obviously sat in the room for a long time and watched as a lot of this was playing out, was going on. Didn't say anything at the time. Didn't say anything before the election. But, okay, I, I'm willing to cut people a lot of slack because it, what's relevant now, I think, is that he's saying it. And the, what's amazing to me, though, is that he's, he's, he's looking at Donald Trump and saying, here's a man that admires dictators, you know, wants to have somebody like Mark Milley killed, does not understand democratic values. And that line in the CNN interview, God help us. And this voice is coming from inside the House, from the man that Donald Trump made his chief of staff. And he's saying, God help us, this man is just so, so deranged, demented, does not understand America, does not respect the men and women in uniform. Again, I guess I'm, I'm kind of shrugging my shoulders because I know that it's not necessarily going to change anything in the dynamic, but... This is just another sign of the derangement of our politics, isn't it? It is just remarkable how far from 
anything that can re remotely be considered normal and decent, this man is, and yet is still popular. So this is the supposedly conservative party. Yeah. There has never been a conservative party, as far as I'm aware, that doesn't hold the military and military sacrifice in the highest regard, right? That that these are heroes, that these people are, you know, to be honored, um, that those who paid the ultimate sacrifice are, you know, we have holidays devoted to it. And most Americans, you don't have to be a conservative to obviously uphold those those virtues and respect the military, far from it. But what I'm saying is there was at least a tradition of hostility to the U.S. military following Vietnam. For many years, there were people on the left who sort of, you know, didn't want to respect the military. Mm -hmm. But sure. on the right, it was absolutely, you know, it was dogma that um, you had to respect the troops, the troops, the troops, the troops. And to have this this deformed ghoul who says, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see amputees near me. Don't get those people away from me. Do you remember all the people who denied those reports, though, when, when Jeffrey Goldberg first reported that, <sighs> you know, saying that you know, people who had given their lives were, were, were suckers? It's like, oh, that's not true. Trump didn't say it. And now, you know, here's, here's General Kelly coming out and saying, no, he, he not only said it, he said it to me. I heard it. I was the source. Yeah. Yeah. Losers, suckers. And of course, you know, he says it to people. I think wasn't Kelly's son. Didn't Kelly's son die? In yes. 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 And he says to Kelly, you know, without any humanity at all, any sense of the of the situation, he says that these guys are the people who gave their lives were losers or what was in it for them. He can't, you know, this is this is the definition of a depraved human being. When we, Charlie, were in Austin together and we were doing that panel, mm -hmm. one of the things that, that I said, it's funny how, you know, it's bad, but we all remember what we said more than what other people said. It's just a human thing. But I remember saying that um, in order to save this country from another Trump term, it is going to require, look, I don't think we can, I don't think we can prevent Trump from being the nominee and I don't think we can prevent Biden from being the nominee at this point. And so looking forward, I think we are going to need, as I said then, we are going to need people like John Kelly and Tillerson and all of the people who were inside and who have since said that they, you know, what they saw, but have said it, you know, sotto voce and, uh, or just to, you know, on background or whatever, they are going to have to make ads. They are going to have to cut ads saying, this man is a danger to the republic. Here is what I saw on the inside. And then Kelly, thank goodness, has has started to do it. We need many more. I was thinking about the, you know, what those ads would look like and whether they would have any effect. And I, I actually don't know. But let me just read you one of these quotes from this uh, this interview from, from John Kelly. He's talking about uh, Donald Trump, you know, a person who basically lies regarding his position on the protection of unborn life, a person who is not truthful regarding his position on women, on minorities, on evangelical Christians, on Jews, on working men and women, a person that has no idea what America stands for and has no idea what America is all about, a person who cavalierly suggests that a selfless warrior who has served his country for 40 years in peacetime and war should lose his life for treason, that's Mark Milley, in expectation that someone will take action 
a person who admires autocrats and murderous dictators, a person that has nothing but contempt for our democratic institutions, our constitution and the rule of law, there is nothing more that can be said. God help us. All right, so this deep breath here, Mona, because you and I have been saying this now for seven years. And there are these moments when people go, okay, aren't you guys exaggerating? Aren't you suffering from Trump derangement syndrome? I mean, maybe it's like you guys have been caught in your own anti-Trump bubble. And then you read something like this and like, no, these were the people who were in that White House. These were his people. These were the people who sat in the room. These were the people who, you know, were listening to Donald Trump and, and getting a measure of the man. And they're basically saying, and I, look, I, I take no pride in saying, hey, we told you so. Yeah, I do. I kind of a little bit. <laughs> but it, it is so frustrating because this has been so apparent, so obvious for so many years. And it has taken some of these people so long. I mean, thank God they're saying it now. Yeah. But a little um, late. <laughs> it, it, well, it made maybe. So and David Frum, I think, had a great point. He said, OK, here's the question now. Now that, you know, John Kelly has come out and confirmed these stories and said this, will any of the Republican presidential candidates have the nerve to make an issue of the Republican frontrunner mocking American war dead as now confirmed on record by Trump's own former chief of staff? It seems like a kind of a simple thing, right? Are you going to make an issue of that? And if not, please explain. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today.